in heaven everything is fine in heaven everything is fine in you got your good things and i've got mine all oh, right, that's all we need. As long as everything's fine in heaven and you got your good things and I got mine, then that is a good foundation for a podcast. And in I've this case, it's the Russell Brand one. About a hundred times. That's Matt Morgan talking. Head. I love it. Jeez, and you're friends with David Lynch, who made it. You know, Russell, I won't answer questions about the baby. That's one of the things. Is there one of you, <clears> yeah, because they don't know it. I think because there was a rumour that it was a... No, it was a calf fetus. Oh, you... Oh! Yeah. That's a car feat that's in a film. Possibly. But then, I don't know, maybe the head of it was. It's an odd-looking thing, but I liked him. he's never told people what it actually was. But then it might just be part of his myth-making When I was culture. directing a uh, pop video for some stupid reason... What? Yep. We have to have some secrets, darling. <laughs> I, I was, uh, when I was... Remember I used to pretend to be a pop star called All the Snow in films? Yes, I do remember that. One of the times, the director of the film... Nick Stoller couldn't direct this pop video. He goes, do you want to direct it? Knowing that I was a sort of fervid little egomaniac sat on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that different. I would do that different. I should be more involved Did in this. Did you star in it and direct it? Yep. Oh, God. And like, what an idiot I am. Check this out. It's like a predictable... Cause, and, and what's amazing about what I'm about to tell you is the way that in my mind I didn't think I was doing anything wrong and it was justified artistically. You phoned David Lynch and said, help me. I did do that. And because you know why I did it, I went and got advice from David Lynch. I goes, David Lynch, I'm directing something. We'll, like, and oh in my God. head, right? And Your course, address book is amazing. It's good, isn't if it? If I was directing something, I'd have to just go and ask someone normal. You talk to me. I'd I help you. Talk to you. I go, Matt. Thing is, when you're directing, focus on the Ida Ball, son. Tell the story. Do you know what I mean? Lean into it, son. Something like that. Anyway, yeah, like, go on. No, so you go straight to David Lynch. The, way, the reason I went to Lynchy. Is because I, I, I go, I thought, it, like, during this directing shoot, I bet someone tries to tell me off or tell me what's what. And I'll go, listen, mate, I chatted to Lynchy before this started. So just zip it up, yeah? Zip it up. Because me and Lynchy <laughs> chatted about it. And this is Lynchy's advice when I was directing a pop video as Aldous You can look at it on the internet. It's called, uh, oh, I can't remember. But Jarvis Cocker <laughs> wrote it, the song. Right. And I sing it. It's called, oh, come on, brain. We're friends, aren't we? You and I. Uh, Something about burgers and beans. No, that was another one. That was Jason Siegel wrote that. That was in there as well. Russell Brand video. I don't know. What's it called? <laughs> African Child. No, not African Child. That's in the film. Come on, get on with it. No one's going to Google it. Child. No, they will Google it because I'll tell you why they will. Why? Because of the interesting thing I'm about to tell you. Ooh. Hang about. So as soon as someone goes, imagine what if someone says to me, you can direct a pop video, you're in charge. What do you think is the first thing I think oh, of? Oh, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Go on. Girls with big boobs. Porn actresses. Oh. Did you? That did have big boobs, yes. Black women with big boobs. And they were all porn actresses, and I got them in it. And while I was doing that, I didn't think that I was doing anything wrong. I was married at the time. <laughs> but I didn't have sex with any of the porn actresses. I oh, just... well done. <laughs> <laughs> what is that video called? Um, oh, someone must know. Russell Brand, Jarvis. If you put Jarvis Cocker fit song, get him to the Greek, that'll come up as the title, and then Love that's the same thing. This is your own career. And you're like, oh, yeah, something like Jarvis Cocker, Russell Brand, that'll thing out. <laughs> so what, so your, what was your concept? Was there one? 
Yes, it was what it was. It was, was Robin Longfellow. <laughs> he lives black in these black ladies' <laughs> privates. Now he's got to find his way in, but then he pops back out. It was a no. Like the concept was, I was a fat. There was a family, and I played all the parts in the family. And then there's a bit. Oh rum- my god! Oh. So you directed this thing? You played all the parts of a whole family, and you filled it with tits. <laughs> <laughs> and David Lynch comes. And David Lynch. I mean, what, when he took that call, I went round his house. What with those crap ideas on a <laughs> scrap of paper? No, I had written the nothing man out. who directed right. Mulholland Drive. <laughs> You're like, oh, I want to get some tits in it, obviously, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you're thinking of actors, and it's really hard to cast them. I'll just do everything. <laughs> actors, they are a bit boring, like Alinchy. So what I've done is I've played all the parts. <laughs> I'm them. Uh, like, what, what? Can't you find it? No trace of it on the internet. What no, is it? It's Neil? been deleted by the they won't powers that be. The power, uh, trying to bring me down. What was the song called? Is the environmental satire we've got to do something? No, no. Jarvis Cocker. Inside of you. Look, you can't have typed the words Jarvis Cocker, have you? Yeah. And that came back. Russell, look. I'm doing it myself. It hasn't like, been I have the to cultural beacon you thought it was going to be. I didn't think it was a cultural beacon. I've not even stored it in my own mind. But you know, like it did happen. <laughs> Maybe it didn't. Maybe Lynch was playing mind games. Hang about. Was just, that all a dream? Just say yes. Jarvis You're still yes. around Lynch's house, dead on his floor. Was it that one? No, just say it. Was that it? Russell Brand, Jarvis Cocker. Right, now some information will come back. Jarvis Cocker writes song for Russell Brand. And the song is... Oh, no, he wrote free tracks. What are they called? <laughs> this is... Yeah, I know, but like, this is because I'm having to do something that should, should be delegated. So I'm stopping so people remember Well, no one knew you were going to talk about this before you started arse. talking about it. Let's have some music. I'll direct a video for this. <laughs> this is Russell's pitch. So, David. This is what David heard. What do you think, David? But <laughs> <laughs> like some of it will be in black and white, obviously. So, I don't know. You like that, don't you? You do black and white things, don't you? It's, what is it? It's cleverer. Oh, shit. He directed um, Elephant no, Man. No, Elephant Man, which you love. One of my favourite films. Never come oh, you up in asked conversation. Have you got any insider information on that? Like, I hated that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I've got some good inside information from David Lynch, as a matter of fact, and here comes that. I goes, how do you... Uh, yeah, I think it might have been Just Say Yes. Just Say Yes, F-O-H. Or... You can't remember. I think, it's, I think it's Just Say Yes. Who cares? <laughs> but the video's good, mate. You'll love the video. It's full of the gorgeous birds. Excuse my French. Why did you bite us? Woman's. <laughs> <laughs> right, so hang on. The I reason you're David. saying people... Like, let's go, we'll I go back to, to David, David I'm actually writing notes here. Are you? Good work. Well, You've never done that in our whole career. Question time. I, goes, I goes, David, what's directing? And he goes, in your head there's a TV screen and that has ideas in it. Now you have to get those ideas out of the TV screen in your mind and get it into the real world. Well, he obviously takes you as the mental capacity of a two-year-old. <laughs> You got a TV screen in your brain box. <laughs> then he went, now that's with directing, sometimes other people will have an idea. Sometimes that idea will be a good idea. And you say, thank you. That is a good idea. But other times it will not be a good idea. And you have to say, no, that idea is not so good. I was like, good, good. Well, yeah, this is all good stuff, David. But obviously <laughs> I won't be listening to anyone else's ideas. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant that day. No, actually, it was tiring. What's his house like? 
amazing. He makes beautiful art. And beautiful everything. lamps, beautiful tables, beautiful paintings, all that he does. It. What he's done, David Lynch, he's set his life up to be an expression of his actual abilities and facilities and he mm. don't nonsense with nothing else. One thing he told me is, don't ever do things just for the money because he said that he'd done that Dune just for the yeah. money and he said that he, he deft him he, he said he, so he goes when you do something creatively and you fail you die once if you do something for the money and you fail you die twice that's what he said no, that's good. something else you yeah. act on yeah you die but twice what if you've got no money and you need the money that's what uh, I was but he didn't have no money at the beginning did he it took him ten years to make a rosehead so you just got to stick with it. Yeah, don't just shut down. But he right. loves that meditation. Never missed a session. Never, never missed a session. 36 years. Well, so he does his 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the evening. Yeah. But doesn't he go into like his meditative space and get ideas and images for his films and use them? He does, as a matter of fact. He says That's that like, he, like by increasing the capacity of your consciousness, you increase the ability to have good ideas. And like that David Lynch Foundation, going to schools and uh, teach meditation, military veterans, they train to do TM. They conducted that experiment in Washington where thousands of people simultaneously did t TM over a couple of months. And the, honestly, you can check it out on the internet, the crime rate fell in the city, the like the, the figures were published people group meditating caused crime and especially well, violent mean, crime amongst to the fall. people who meditated like there was less no crime, among they the created general a cloud population exactly. non-crime <clears throat> like well i mean the inference is that consciousness is one thing and if consciousness changes and becomes more positive it will impact the behavior of a population that's their i think fundamental belief anyway is that, the, that if you get 1.5 percent of the population of the world meditating it will change consciousness fundamentally mm. and it will be a shift towards a more, a more progressive society. I was reading about LSD and a load of people in their quotes said, if politicians and governments tried this, there'd be no more war. There'd be no, you know, And that's sort of, when you've done it, you do think it completely changes your take on reality, doesn't it? So yeah. it's a powerful thing. And meditation is on that pathway, isn't it, of out-of-body experience like well it's comparable as well to what bradley was saying in the previous podcast when you break the parameters of prescriptive life whether i think it's within your own consciousness or in your behaviors you start to look at different possibilities i mean that kind of recent katie hopkins scandal where she sort of glibly condemned them immigrants you can you can't do that Unless compa unless you had compassion within yourself has somehow been neutered or damaged, mm. and unless, you, know, you have to go on a journey where like you couldn't like. I went, wonder with her though if she's actually she's just a sort of paid troll. So she's like, she's you know the feedback from the universe is hey do more of that. There's money in it, and yeah, so she yeah. doesn't even have an opinion. She's probably just such an empty vessel that she'll just say reactive <clears throat> things. It's po it, it is possibly that, but just to even... Well, the other there's two things. One is she does construct those sentences and publish them, and two, and more significantly, they chime with policy. Like, yeah, that yeah, is happening. Yeah. She says it doesn't matter if immigrants die, immigrants die. Like, you know, like it's not like, bloody hell, that woman's saying a weird thing that we should all be cracking open is, they rainbows. Got, you know, our government helped get rid of Gaddafi, who was the lid of Africa, wasn't he? He kept yeah. those people coming from Libya and that was his agreement with the Italians get rid of him and then there's chaos of he, course under those dictatorships like I both him and Saddam Hussein it was a little bit more it was more peaceful I see this thing about a Syrian refugee bloke he goes like he was in Italy just arrived there and he was in one of them sort of camps they set up there and he, and he was just like goes well, I was working in an insurance firm for a week ago and he's right pain in the ass. Do you yeah. I mean it's just like a yeah. normal geezer <laughs> like, I always think you, these things are on the news and they're so far away but it was only 50-odd years ago that people were dropping bombs onto London. So, like, we live mm. in this bubble of, like, that's something else that doesn't affect <clears throat> yeah. us. You just think, when's this going to come home? 
Yeah, exactly. And it mate. will. You're right. We called that disruption. I was thinking as well about what uh, I've been listening to those history podcasts, as you know, and, <clears throat> and like it made me think like something like civil rights in America and slavery. It's so recent, like that. That's like that. That's not gonna alter that racial dynamic. Is gonna be toxic for a while because yeah. it's sort of. You know, like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X are only not alive now because people shot them. I mean, they'd yeah. still be around going, yeah, that was a bit bad on that march. And but then you know, I think the only way that humanity can move on from things is to go, well, no one alive was involved in that. There's terrible things going on now which are different, but mm. you've got to go, right, start again, page one. You do have to do that, mate, but that's when people accuse you of the, the old uh, New World Order type thinking and Illuminati thinking. If you sort of start going, look, we are the one people. Because that thing, I, that, that, thing, that thing you said to me once of like, in 100 years, no one that's alive now is going to be alive anyway. And like, yeah. it's only books and belief. And but, ideas. Ideas are really dangerous or yeah. really powerful, aren't they? Because yeah. like, all religions are just ideas. Yeah. And they. All nations are just it's like ideas. Computer software. All corporations are just ideas. Illustrious spells weaved together that we've chosen to believe in. I was, when I was running through the city of London looking at like sort of a building like Aviva, it's like an insurance company. All that is is a consensual belief that these people are going to pay out if, we, if your house burns down or if your car crashes or whatever it is. So, like, you know, like it's already the reality is a construction based on consensus and belief. So if you sort of go, hey, why don't we change it? Like that one CEO in America who's decided to drop his wages and pay all of his staff 70 grand a year or whatever. But all reality is an expression of belief. Not all reality. I mean, there's physical laws that are outside of human beings. But I mean, culture, of course. Mm. You know, so I don't know. But for me, in a way, it gives me great, great hope. And that's what I Lynch, he said to me. In your head, there is a TV set. In that TV set, you can see a utopian vision. Force people to listen to it on a podcast. <laughs> Do a jingle. Or have, you got, or have you got content? In no, your I was actually going to say, because you were talking about... Lynchy, and then you were going to go back to your video. You said, like, oh, people do want to watch it because there's some piece of information I'm just about to impart. What was it? There's fit women in it. Oh, that? <laughs> oh, my God, let's do a jingle. <laughs> oh, f- I'd want no, to do a phone number. Him again. No, do right. Chaz and Dave. Where is Chaz and Dave? Vetch 87. Oh, yeah. It's- there they are. Vet- <laughs> Listen to Russell and Matt. I mean, I think that's, <clears throat> that's such a good parody. I'd like to them to come and do my next wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? You're going to have another wedding? Yeah. Don't you think? You've Did had you two. Well, I, with the same woman. <laughs> don't, don't matter. One was an actual wedding and one was a ceremony. You didn't invite me to that first one. I know, and it's been a bone of contention ever since. <laughs> but there I was Not at the second one, playing a key part. Yeah, no, the first wedding we, it was in Vegas, and it was a very brief affair. It was quick, right? But Why? then we had a proper ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> we had a proper ceremony. And who was my best man? Old Russ. Old Russ. And what a job he done. What a job he done. It was beautiful. Whether it was dancing with the kids, or doing that nice speech, did a speech. or babysitting that lad. He did a speech where you mentioned me going into a brothel. which was Standard. Always yeah, but you actually... came out of that anecdote smothered in wait for it <laughs> glory because like you just stayed downstairs. You was good as gold in that brothel. I was actually. So there you are. You didn't even have sex in there. That's how bad a brothel it was. <laughs> <laughs> it comes to something when we've I told, can't. I'm sure we've told that story before, but let's tell it again. Go on, it's lovely. Memory lane. Memory lane. We go into a brothel because 
I think I was a TV researcher and I was just being dragged along. I think I actually had a bag full of TV equipment. Russell said, oh, we've got to go in here. <laughs> we went into a brothel and then an old lady went, come in. And I think you have to pay to go in, don't you? I think you're you supposed had to, to. You have to pay 20 quid or something to go in. Then she went, who's this bloke? <laughs> went, oh, don't worry about him, he just wants a cup of tea. And she said the immortal line, we don't have cups of tea. <laughs> and then I went down into the sort of this weird room where the off-duty prostitutes were watching telly, and there was only one, and he went up the stairs. And so I had to make small talk with this girl. Nice which, girl? Yeah, she was all right, but we had, she was watching um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or... And one of them tellies where it's gone a bit yellow or a bit blue. Yeah, it was all a bit broke. like there was an actual aerial that was stuck into it. And then Russell came running down the stairs and then a huge woman following him and he went, he said no before he'd even seen me. <laughs> like that. Russell was like, I don't want to have sex with her. And I, then it was an awkward... I threw myself on the floor, didn't I? Frostrate before the old lady who gave 20 quid to him. I've... I've Again, and I don't want to do it <laughs> because he didn't fancy the lady. I was a bit scared of her, to tell the truth, Matthew. She was terrifying. I mean, she was like the thing out of Fraggle Rock. That which one? The, the mum. We might go to Fraggle. <laughs> and she looked at me like I was a little Fraggle, didn't she? Like she, she wanted stomped to me stomp you to death <laughs> as you run around on the floor. Yeah, we scarpered out of there, didn't we? Well, I, that sounds like we had some dignity. <laughs> what did we do? Scramble. Yeah. Fumble. Sort of clawed our way out of the door because the old lady was saying that she was going to call someone to come sort it out. Some bloke. Yeah, that's not a good look. Be some Albanian geezer who'll mess us up. Yeah. Look, you know, um, when that next. Anyway, I'm married to her now. That lady from the For the benefit of the tape, Mr. Morgan is now drinking a drink called Scrumpus Jack. A yeah, type thought, of drink you know, that makes your mind go muddled. I've done these podcasts so far. Muddle mind drink. Tea and water. And then I thought today. Why are you drinking the muddle mind drink? You've got your bad back. You're on the valleys. You're I'm not on valley. That makes me sound You're awful. a man who hovers around it's brothels. It's sunny outside. I thought I'll hoverer. have a couple of drinks doing this. It might make it more bearable. Bearable? No, I mean, even more fun. Exactly, Mundo, me old pal, me old butte. Hey, I love doing it, but hey, why not have a drink as well? Why not? Why not have a good old drinky booze? Hold on a minute, there's something I'm thinking about right now. Oh yeah, my mate said that like around the corner from that particular brothel where we was, near where I lived now in that brothel, is like was a <laughs> male sauna bathhouse called Chariots, very uh, commendable place as I understand. He said at 4am he went, he was driving by one time and he saw a bloke banging on the door going, let me in, oh. let me in. <laughs> I can imagine the energy of desperately banging on the door oh, of a bathhouse, like desperate 4am Maybe he'd left his phone in there or something. My phone, plus dignity, is in there! <laughs> that was an amazing moment with once with us. That's when I lived next door to a girl and like, and I was copping off with her on the sly. And like, the, the, but the house had an oh, adjoining doors that, yeah. and you were asleep on my settee. And then and I was like, <laughs> I was banging on the door, like, would you let me in? Let me in! School, come on, wake up! I won't say her name. I was like, let me in, let me in, let me in! And then Matt from the couch just went, Russell, dignity. <laughs> <laughs> really quite was a oh, funny yes, setup, that house, wasn't it? It was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous little setup. Yeah. Well, what are you going to say? Well, no, I was just remembering that that was where you had rats was... under the floor and you had pet rats. Poor guys. Russell and Matt are doing a podcast. You're listening to that right now. This is from Charlotte. Hi, Russell, Matt and G. After telling my 16-year-old son that he had to turn off his pewter and go to bed because it was late, 
He proceeded to moan about how unfair and unreasonable I was. Standard teenage rant. But ended the moan by calling me <laughs> a pedantic pleb. I'm not sure my laughter was the reaction he wanted, so this horrific insult prompts me to ask, what's the most unusual name insult you've had directed at you and why? Thanks, Charlotte Huzzy. Any unusual or interesting insults? Well, once, actually, on that theme, I got so angry with my dad when I was about 15 and I liked Guns N' Roses that I thought it was all right to go, (laughs) you motherfucker. (gasps) You called your own father an MF. I know, which actually... And the mother that he Fs is your own mum. Oh, yeah, so I mean... Sue. Can't do me for it. You said that to Bob about Sue. I know, but like... You son of a gun! It was so ridiculous. It was like... Did he laugh? No, I wouldn't call it laugh. Fuming. I think he was angry about it. He'd have been so upset. It's a terrible thing to say, but like, and also, it just sounded ridiculous coming from a scrawny little English boy. You motherfucker! You motherfucker! (laughs) I think I might have put an American accent. Might you have? Yeah. Never good. I I once had a teacher, right, on uh, the the class was being really, really loud and disruptive, and he just came in. He just goes, "I have never." ever heard such a terrible noise from you terrible little warts. <laughs> <laughs> warts. Oh, dear. Oh. You lost your credibility with the insult. No, that's powerful. Warts. <laughs> you warts. <laughs> warts and all. I love you. Warts and all. Um, what have you... You've used People have been pretty kind. Oh, no, well, there's my fighting talk, isn't there? Oh, of course. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's go, baby. You want to dance in a disco in the twilight? Yeah. You want to take a bird ride with Uncle Mucky Pup? <laughs> Weird, confusing sex talk. When, I get... when you were hash browns. Oh, jeez. Yeah. No, All right, go on. Okay. G heard me once saying this. What? Yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was about to meet the Queen, weren't you? That Absolutely. Was, yeah. Oh, Christ. It was, it was a morning insults. Yeah, it was a, no, no, it was a morning of meeting the Queen. Right. So he's getting ready. And like um, um, his breakfast hadn't arrived in the hotel, oh, so he's sod. sitting there preparing, you know, getting his you know, speech ready to meet the Queen. Breakfast hasn't arrived, uh, and he's just getting Russell's just losing it, completely losing it. And so he gets on the phone to the manager of the hotel, right? And in the deepest Essex acting, he goes, "Look, mate, I want some ash browns, I want some toast, and I want some beans, and I want them now. I am meeting Her Majesty later. God bless her soul." <laughs> And I ain't had a fucking egg. <laughs> <laughs> that woman's been anointed by God. If I don't get a fucking fried charts. <laughs> Silly business. This is so. Uh, I mean, what so you, that's mental. Well, let's, talk about that. let's talk about people you've okay, met again. Baby. I love doing that stuff. People have met. You've met people the Queen. Met. Is people she a lizard? I think deep down she is a lizard, Matthew. Yes. Does I, she know she's one? She must. How could you not know you're a bloody lizard, Mom? Would you overthrow them? Because I would. Yeah, I'd get well, rid of well, the monarchy. Uh, look, I say keep them, but they've got. Do you know, like they've got three point five billion fortune. They get all that money each year, and they own a huge amount of the land in this country. I say take it back. And, and they're say, not even. They're German. Don't keep. Yep, they were called the Saxonburg Goethe's. Oh yeah, Saxonburg Goethe's. Something like that. That takes a piss, doesn't it? Here we are, trying to win wars and World Cups, and they're sat up there sniggering on the breakfast. No, 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 no. No offence to our German listeners, but you don't exist. <laughs> but do they? If you're a German and you listen to the show, we apologise for that. But this actually is an item that's about an international class of elite people going around the world taking things over. The British Royals, for example. Murder, murder, you murder. You had a brush with the elite. Now, did you ever meet a Rothschild? Yep, I met one. You actually, did, she was quite nice. Kate Rothschilds, I believe she was called. She seemed perfectly pleasant. But I'll tell you one. Oh, you don't know this one. I went to some posh dinner around uh, uh, David Frost's widow's house. 
And like, I fucking got there. Elton John was there. He, there was a helicopter in the bloody garden for his kickoff. I got okay. there. There's a helicopter in the garden. Elton John was there, very nice. And then in the table, who was it? It's Prince Andrew. Mm. Now I'm sat a few chairs down, sat with my ex-bird, and like just trying to act normal. Walliams is there, of course he is. So I just chat to Walliams, don't I? And then Elton John's kid actually chatted to him for a while, and the nanny and everything. You know me, mate, man, the people, chat to the people, don't I? Kids yeah, and the yeah. uh, workers. <clears throat> um, maybe must mess around the controls of the helicopter a bit. Anyway, then uh, there was a bit where I was going to the toilet, and Andrew, Prince Andrew, <laughs> I think that's what you call him. Say his name twice. Like he was standing with his woman. Right, she's an older woman, so there you go, oh, there's a novelty. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it, kid! And then, like, uh, and like, and the, so, and then the, the, I approached, and the woman, as I was walking by, I would have just carried on walking. The woman goes, Oh, I love you, you're great, you. And I was like, Oh, well, thank you, that's very kind of you. And, and sort of Andrew was, with me, and me, Prince Andrew, and this woman, and now in a little triangle. And so I have to sort of go, All right, hello. To him. Yeah. He goes, oh, hello. And then, like, the woman goes, I've just got to go to the toilet now. Oh, no. And you can see both me and him thinking, no, you fucking don't. <laughs> like, we both, it was like a Mexican standoff of, like, nearly... You will piss all over our shoes <laughs> before we let that happen. In fact, I'd agreed that before we came, Prince <laughs> Andrew most likely said. But, like, uh, like then I see... Uh, but, but luckily, then, my ex-girlfriend come over and neutralised it. Then we had to sign some sort of guest book on the way out. And I could see that he wanted to sign it, like, before me or something. Oh. Like it was some sort of like supremacy thing kicked in, and I thought I'm going to bring down that family one of these days. I made a little mental note, didn't write it down in the guest book, but mentally <laughs> <laughs> thought bring down the old royals. So he's no, the don't Queen's bring them down. Son. Just put them in a terrace somewhere, Dagenham, Lily Church Road. Stick them in there, glass walls, so we can look at them when we go by. Goes going all right there. What well let's I see all the uh, accusations against him. All the legal proceedings have been just thrown out of court. There you go. <clears throat> he was innocent all along. It's weird if you have crown courts and you've got a crown that cases involving you tend to go your way. Well, it was in America, wasn't it? I think it was um, Florida, wasn't it? Yeah. But it's just got thrown out. I mean, imagine the reach that the royal family have on things like that. Evidently, a considerable reach. (laughs) (laughs) But there you go. There you go. Do your own research, kids. Matthew, you'll be... Oh, oh, God. Yeah, so that was a moment with me near a royal. That's pretty good. And I did shake a royal by the wrist. And you've met the queen as well, so you've... I've been inside the establishment. I've been knee deep in it. There's no adverts here for Matt, but There's I imagine no it's probably for something. Either, either it's Squarespace, Birchbox, Underpantland, we should start or Stink products. Whistle. Buy a new Stink Whistle from Russell Brand. <laughs> Put a little gubbiny bit of it on the tip of your wasp name and watch that Hang stink on. fly I away. Know about the Queen. Stink Whistle by I Russell Brand. I know we've Brand. talked about the Queen, but. What do you want to know? Well, when you've. What did she say to you? Not, mate. She couldn't get past me quick enough. You could just. And this is years ago, even before I was mouthing off. Right. You could just... They've got a sixth sense, haven't they? They just sort of, like... Edward said something... Not Edward, the old one, Philip. He said something. I was next to some acrobat. And he would... Something like that. Yeah. And I was just like, ah. And then, like... We well, uh, said it to you. Hey, would you... Hey! How'd you give that a swing around on the trapeze? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Up the leotard! Something like that. And the, But the Queen, just, like, next to me, of course, was blunt... James uh, Blunt. Yes, I so do she remember just the shot story. by. Shot she by. went straight <clears throat> to him. Did she? In, so you shook her hand. In Blunt, she saw a safe haven. Yeah. You so, shook her hand? Yeah, it had a glove on it. She always wears gloves so she don't have to touch us. Is that right? Of course it is. Cheeky bugger. Research, she's having to touch us. She'll come out of Marigold after well, a I great mean, day. It's not hygienic, probably. Not where I've been putting my hand. I've been all over that echo bet. Poor fella. He'll never join the Moscow Circus. It's a bit When you were growing up in Essex. 
There it goes. Some the system that we that you want to bring down, and that I think's a bit corrupt. Yep. Actually allowed you to shake hands with the Queen. I've been allowed into the fame paddock, and I'm spoiling it for everyone else. <laughs> 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 That's basically what's happened. Do you want to do an advert or not? You well, I'd love no to, advert. but I haven't. Told, I haven't got here. <laughs> well, Dan, I know what I like. Uh, pasta. Buy some pasta, guys. Delicious pasta. pasta. Russ. ProFlowers have all you need for Mother's Day for all the mums in your life, all in one place, all at one time. Relax with ProFlowers, you've got this Mother's Day done. An easy-to-use website makes buying a beautiful gift for your mum simple and quick. ProFlowers are guaranteed to be fresh and beautiful for at least seven days. ProFlowers is offering listeners of the podcast 100 blooms with a free glass vase for just nineteen ninety nine. Or make her day extra special by upgrading to a premium vase and add chocolates for just nine ninety nine more. Go to proflowers.com today and use the code BRAND. The Russell Brand Podcast. In demand and on demand. Available exclusively to Audioboom. Now... Hey, this is from Kate. Hi, Russell and Matt. Hearing Russell's stories about going into lobbies of banks, etc., which I did in the film Emperor's New Clothes, out now, go see it if you want to. When I worked in a law firm back in the early noughties, I don't really use noughties, do you? I don't like in the it noughties. As a word. I think it's ridiculous. I just say the day, 2006, it, 2004. Yeah. I'm afraid we're going to have to censor that out, Kate. I was working in a law firm around 2001, 2 or 3, and was told by security <clears throat> not to go out of the canteen into the lobby as there was a dangerous individual there. The dangerous individual turned out to be Russell Brand, dressed as the Elephant Man. Glad to hear you're still ploughing this dangerous furrow. Kate. When was that? When you were in the Elephant? That was a long time ago. Long that was when I was protesting against the closure of Spitalfields Market. Well. Yeah, was getting that, yeah. overtaken by some corporation or another. They won. They did win that round. They did win. <laughs> they won that round. Yeah, and I got thrown out of several places, doled up as the Elephant Man. One bloke threw me out really quite aggressively. Did you tell Lynchy that you used to dress up as the Elephant Man? I've never told Lynchy that, that I've compromised his copyrights. Well, he can't own Elephant Man, he can't can he? Own that. That's John Jacko's Merrick. business. Yeah. Jacko's got him <laughs> all cooped up in a tent tomb. Yeah, he did do that. It was a Lynchy film, of course. So when you directed that music video, what sort of style of directing? I think it's good. I wish we could find it. No, I mean, like, well, what were you like? Were you like, okay, that's great. Can we do that again? No. Okay, action. No, like, not no. like that. Do another like? version. Fuck you! <laughs> Check out your tits! That's what you're paid for! <laughs> Is that more? Listen, like? your normal works in the blue movie game, love. I'll send you back <laughs> to the minor leagues before you can say shiznit. <laughs> now, you'll listen to my commands. How do you direct when you're the actor in it? Okay, me. Another great take. Good work. <laughs> better than all these other pricks. Maybe if the lighting had been better, we wouldn't be doing this again. Don't let it affect your morale. Sure, you can punch the sound man in the titty boob. <laughs> so, so how do you? Well, you don't. Just get on with Hence using why your we natural can't talent. Find that video I mean, even the internet. internet has rejected it for quality not control good reason. Enough. No, well, not hold. I mean, why is the internet refusing to hold a perfectly good video? Me dancing down a corridor, singing a Jarvis Cocker song that I directed. I used some very pioneering techniques in that video, Did Matthew. You have a DOP who was extremely talented. Did it, was there he someone? Was pretty so good. You were, yes, Russell, you can direct a music video. And then someone stood next to you going, okay, put that there. That, you know, told oh, yeah, the DOP you. was doing the hard work. But I did a really good thing where I made a dog's head appear like it was on a human's body, practically in camera. So that's a real good... How did you do that? 
can't remember now. Maybe the DP did that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that Paul McKenna's technique for falling out of love? Paul McKenna did once say to me, like when he was trying to hypnotise me out of being in love with someone, okay, like after using several tap your wrist, tap your head, tap your ass type techniques, which are to do with neuro-linguistic programming, I was going, he goes, do you still feel these feelings of love? And I went, I do, I think, Paul, yeah, I think I still love her. He went, okay, imagine her head on a fat person's body. <laughs> <laughs> I went, oh, that's even better. <laughs> She's gorgeous now. Um, yeah, so that was a technique. No, okay. he said on a dog's body at one point. Yeah, I know. I changed that for my book so that it didn't, because Paul McKenna went, Russell, one thing, don't oh, say really? fat person, because I said a lot of tapes to the fat. <laughs> <laughs> Hypnotising him <laughs> <and> right out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. It's called Just Say Yes. Yes! I knew it. Have you found it? Have you found it? Yeah, Mother it Mary, Debra, It's really good. Come on, Matthew. Let's right. watch it. And everyone at home, smash this shit. An anti-drug message from this the government. This is good. I'm coming around. This is great. Look at this. Look at this. Here right, he okay. goes. Right. So Scene one, past, a proscenium shot a of a house, camera pans down, old Russ on a penny farthing next to a porn actress, <laughs> goes into the house, you can't hear the song, well we could play the song, they won't, we, we could clearable, because I own it, and all its subsidiary rights. No you don't, I bet you don't. Yeah, but, but what you don't even do? know these images. Look at me stripping off in a corridor. God, I'm sexy. Now there's the porn lady Who again. built this corridor? What's the practice? It's really good, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, do I, hold on a minute, if I put weight on... Matthew, I'm going to the gym. See that hand coming through there? That's a good cut. I would have decided that in the edit. Now, there's the family. Me. Me. Me dressed up as family. A dachshund in a jacket. That was not you as a dog. No, I wasn't playing him. But look at me anticking around. I mean, it looks pretty good, actually. See? See? I told you I'm a good director. Also, I think I do need to lose a bit of weight. Yeah, but that's it. It's a domestic scene. I brought home this black woman, and all my family are doing drugs. It's because of Jarvis song was about drugs. Right. Now Just say yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's there drugs everywhere. See, there are. Oh, look at that! He always does that in anything he's ever. What's that? The kick up? Well, but do some sort of yoga leg high thing. How dare you secretly judge me for the leg high? Well, the director told me to do it. And the director's <laughs> me. And all the actors. There, I'm giving a ring, marrying her in a garden. Ah, oh, more porn actresses. Well, why do that they need to be sure. porn actresses? Poor, they're not doing anything that's... They're just women. They need to be porn actresses for after the show, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> that's when they came in through. See uh, that yeah. Daxon? They look uh, good. That's pretty good. Good acting by me there. Oh, uh, there. Oh, no, all the boobs oh, are out. The boobs came out. See, nice. Actresses. You dirty bastard. Look at them. <laughs> your hands all over them. I didn't touch them. Well, that's me acting my nuts off. <laughs> Rubbing yourself. Everyone look at this. It's great. It's on Vimeo. Infant Sorrow Uncensored. Oh, Russ, acting himself daft. Look at the vow on the camera. That's my idea. Good, isn't it? Those women doing that. Good. Do you think it's a bit crap? No, I think it's all right, but it's clearly, like, too much money, too much... Like, what's going on at this time? This is crazy. See? This is decadent. I'm a real talent, and I've turned into the bride. What a surprise. I'm playing that part as well. It's as good as any other music video. Yeah, exactly. It's good. It's just and some a of them might be that slew of images. Bjork's ones. I think it's pretty good, mate. Slew actually. of images. And look at how well I threw that hat. Don't do drugs and a dead dog. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's, that's actually the... not bad. See? I'll give you that. Not bad. That is the kindest thing you've ever said to me. How many of those women did you. None, because I was mad. Actually, none. And I'm recast, telling you that. Look at my. I was going to say. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> All of them, because they wouldn't <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> no, none. Yeah, what what did drag. your wife at the time say about that? I don't remember, but I think I got divorced that day. <laughs> yeah. How did you find the porn actresses? Easy, in LA. Oh, it's brilliant. That's the best bit. Did you do castings? 
kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, now Mr. G has got to summarise this mayhem because it's been going on, let's face it, baby, too, too long. It's been going on too, too long. Ah, yeah. Is this just mental, what, what? we're doing here? <laughs> Matt, just for you, podcast listeners, Matt rubbed his, the front of his head there like a man who it suddenly dawned on him that he's wasting his life. <laughs> now, here's Mr. G summarising the show. Okay, his poem's called Evolution. If left to our own devices, we tend towards the complex. Random happenings within our nature, arranging patterns that just say yes. Mm -hmm. So who acts and who directs? Who makes the tea and who projects? The reptilian mind is linked to the spine so the hierarchy can collect. Some rhythms are divisive until their signature changes time. In your head there's a TV screen, in heaven everything is fine. For surely we are all migrants in an evolving sea made from clay. The beast has desires, man has emotions, but the spirit has consciousness, but some get lost along the way. Woo! Mr. G, I command you to make a commend compendium of these poems. Shouldn't it be? You're right, you've put yourself yeah, no, in the Yeah, no, your brain's exploding again. Because my video. What goes on in here? Not the video. It's kind of. Some of us are going to lose our minds in this. I can take it. The link's Come on the journey with me. That's the only way I can express myself is through classics. Who are we going to give that to? Um, the poem. No one deserves it. David Lynch. The winner of the podcast competition, not the podcast, the winner of the poem competition is this lady, Kate, for remembering me from when I was a man with a bag on my head. I don't know how she's done that. She must have just heard there was a guy in the lobby, Elephant Man. So we'll be sending you Mr. G's poem and a compendium of Mr. G's poetry summarising this series will be available from my new book company, <laughs> Rusty Letters. And uh, it'll be out soon. What do you think, Matt? Is your mind okay? Are you worried? I feel a bit like we've gone mad and this is now, <laughs> this has crossed the limits of broadcasting into some sort of mental breakdown that's just been listened to by well I don't know how many well, people you said 2.7 million so that's quite good and Got that's it. not including the radio broadcasts fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by Audio Boom.